Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's my desire to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. You know, we just got back from a wonderful trip to Nairobi, Kenya. We were there for a week uh, speaking at the East Africa Faith Conference uh, with Rayma's uh, Kenya campus and had some great speakers there. I was privileged to be one of them. And In my sessions, I taught on uh, the life of God and our union with Christ. We just had some wonderful miracles. Uh, I had a lady that was partially blind in one eye, instantly healed. I had a, one man who uh, the doctor said needed knee replacements. And when he would walk, uh, his right knee would just buckle and give out. He had to be very careful how he walked and couldn't really bend down or anything. And within a matter of minutes, he was jumping up and down. And we were shouting and praising God and running. And just had a marvelous, marvelous time. And got to see God just show off and show out that week. Uh, so it was great to be there. But man, we're great to be back here in the States. And uh, we've got some wonderful things going on with our church. But hey, today I wanted to spend some time talking about finances. You know, about three years ago, the Lord began dealing with me in, the, in regards to money. You know, our ministry, our main focus has been in the area of healing, uh, in the area of miracles, and with physical healing. Uh, but the Lord began to deal with me about money. He told me this. He said, you're weak in the area of finances. Um, I've been strong in the area of healing, and we've been seeing results in it because we're pushing for it and pushing for advancement and revelation and insight. He said, you've been weak in the area of finances. And he said, in order for you to do the things in the area of healing that I've called you to do, you're going to have to get just as strong in the area of finances. And so I remember we began uh, spending some more time uh, studying in the area of finances to increase in that. And so uh, just gotten some more revelation in some areas over the, the last couple of weeks in regards to money. And I just want to take some time and, and talk about money with you today. Uh, because, you know, you can be anointed, but if you don't have money uh, to get you where you need to be, well, your anointing isn't going to do you too much. Uh, you, it's going to take money to fulfill the ministry. It's going to take money to get places. It's going to take money to buy things. And so uh, the, just like there is the, the area of the supernatural uh, with healing, uh, there also is a supernatural in the area of finances. I'll tell you what, Lacey and I, we've experienced so many wonderful uh, things over the years in regards to sowing and reaping. And So I just wanted to, to spend a little time today uh, looking at uh, one scripture that's just, just man, uh, changed my life. It's Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24. And I want to give you some, some testimonies, personal ones from us. Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25, reading this out of the New Living Translation says, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. For the generous will prosper, and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. The message translation says this. It says, the world of the generous will get larger and larger, but the world of the stingy, it gets smaller and smaller. And so this tells me that lack it's not really the result of not enough money. Lack is a result of holding on to money you shouldn't be holding on to. So if you're doing bad financially, there's two questions, two main questions you need to ask yourself. 
Number one, how's your tithing? You know, tithing, it reveals your master. Who's your master? What's your master? And the second question is, how's your giving? See, your giving, it reveals your priorities. Your tithing reveals your master, but your giving reveals your priorities. So your money must always have a mission. Uh, I'd, I'd make this statement many times. I'd write it down if I, if I were you. Write this down, that you can make cuts in your spending, but you can never make cuts in your giving. Why? Because according to Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24, uh, if you make cuts in your giving, uh, it's going to decrease your living. You can make cuts in your spending, but never in your giving because it will decrease your living. In other words, if you want to increase your living, well, then you need to increase your giving. A lot of people, you know, when they come into hard times, the very first thing that happens, and, you know, and I've been there, done that. Lacey and I have both been there, and we've done these things to our detriment. But, you know, when, when tough times started hitting financially, instead of continuing our giving or increasing our giving, we started decreasing our giving. And it would always be the first thing that we did. Well, but that didn't help us any because we just continued to, to go further in the mess that we were. But see, that's the, what the world does. Uh, the world, first off, automatically begins to withhold their giving. I've seen this so many times with Christians, especially, you know, in pastoring, uh, people in church that, you know, when hard times come, the very first thing they'd stop, stop doing is tithing. Well, that's just a horrible thing to do because now, not only are you revealing who's your master, well, you're telling us that, you know, God isn't your master. He, he's, not your, he's not the one you've got your faith in. Uh, and then number two, you're just cutting off your supply. So, you know, two questions you need to look at if, if you're experiencing lack in your life. Number one, how's your tithing? And then number two, how's your giving? Proverbs 11, verse 28, it tells us this. It's the New Living Translation. It says, trust in your money and down you go, but the godly will flourish like leaves in the spring. The New King James says that the righteous will flourish like leaves in spring. And so what this is telling us is two things. That number one, God doesn't have a problem with you having money. He has a problem with you trusting in your money. But if you trust in your money, or in other words, if you decrease in your giving, uh, you're going to decrease in your living. You, your supply is going to go down. But he said the godly or the righteous are going to flourish like leaves in the spring. And so the other thing we can pull from Proverbs 11.28 is this is that you can be righteous and you can be rich. You can be righteous and you can be rich. He said, trust in your money and down you go, but the righteous will flourish like leaves in the spring. In other words, the righteous should be rich, but the righteous shouldn't be trusting in the riches. And as long as you aren't trusting in your riches, man, you will flourish and flourish and flourish. But the trusting part is tied to giving. It's tied to the giving. So your giving is going to be an automatic, uh, blatant reflection of your heart and uh, who you're trusting and what you're trusting. Uh, let me give you another scripture. This one's familiar to a lot of us. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. It's interesting to me that all throughout the Bible, God never mentions your paycheck as a way to increase. The thing that he does mention as a way to increase is your sowing. He always talks about your sowing as a way to increase. 
you'll find that your sewing, it'll always outperform your savings. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a savings account. You know, Lacey and I, we have a savings account, and that's smart to have, you know, some emergency funds right there. But, you know, many people, they look at their savings account or, you know, a CD or something like that as a way to really increase. And, you know, and, and there's there's some wisdom there in diversifying, you know, your funds and stuff. But you don't do it at the detriment of your sewing. You know, and today's interest rates on CDs and, you know, saving accounts, I mean, it's just abysmal. But, you know, every year, Lacey and I, we've, we made a decision we were going to sew more uh, in that year than we did the, the prior year. And for 2017, I was looking... And I was just amazed in that in you know, 2017, we'd given more in that year than we did in 2016. And in 2017, we had right at $20,000 extra that came into us outside of our paycheck. I mean, that just amazed me because, you know, I remember when Lacey and I first got married, uh, my job, I was only making like $24,000 a year. And I was working, you know, full time. Uh, you know, 40 hours a week at one job. And then here this year, we'd given more than we'd ever given before and had an extra $20,000 come in from outside, you know, sources. I'm telling you, uh, sowing and reaping, it's a spiritual law. God, he wants us to increase. He wants us to prosper. And if we'll just do what he tells us to do, we'll get God results. But it goes so counterintuitive uh, to what the world says that you need to do. The world says that you need to withhold. You need to hold on. But God says you need to give. Now, I'm not saying that you be stupid with your giving either and you just start throwing money all over the place. No, it's about being led by the Holy Spirit and giving where he tells you to give, who he tells you to give it to, how much he tells you to give. Again, just allowing him to be your master. Allowing him to be your master. So 2 Corinthians 9, 6 said, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So here we find that there's two categories of giving. Uh, you find that there's the category of sparingly and the category of generously. Notice that there's not a uh, somewhat sparingly, sparingly, and then somewhat generously and generously. It's, there's two categories, sparingly and generously. And so some people can say, well, how do I know what the difference is? Well, I know for me, uh, I can tell you the category of generously is when you give and it kind of hurts and you give and you remember it. There's times that I've, I've given, uh, you know, before Lacey and I were dating and just gave sacrificially and, and then times that Lacey and I have given together sacrificiously and like we remember it. And it's been those times, I, I can take you back, it's been those times that we gave generously Good goodness, there was a, a marvelous, marvelous harvest that came off of those. I remember it was about two and a half years ago, we were in the midst of a building program. We were putting some money aside. We were wanting to uh, build a gym for our church. And we've got some friends in, in Kenya, overseas Rama, Kenya, and they were going to be at our church about two weeks uh Two weeks later, and we were going to give them $10,000. They were in the midst of a building program uh, for a building they were putting in Mombasa, in Mombasa, uh, Kenya. Well, I was in a meeting of Mark Hankins and Lynn Hammond. She was uh, speaking, and it was a prayer service. And so after she got done teaching, we began to pray. 
And as we were praying, I was sitting there and very, very clearly on the inside, the Lord spoke to me and he said, you're comfortable with that 10,000. You need to bump that up. And it was true. I was comfortable with it. Uh, we had at that time, we had about 90,000 in our bank account. So it wasn't like a huge deal in giving that 10. And plus, uh, Lacey and I, with our church in Texas, we had given $10,000 two other times before. And we didn't have the money when we did that. And so this wasn't as big of a deal. And so I asked him, I said, how much? And he said, 50000 Well, when he said 50000 that was a big deal because that was more than half of our uh, money in the bank account. But two weeks later, uh, our friends uh, Vidar and Catherine came to the church and we gave them a check for $50,000. Man, I was so excited. I took off running and dancing and shouting around the auditorium. And God is my witness, the very next Sunday, we had an additional $25,000 come in. I was blown away. The very next Sunday, we had another $25,000 come in. The very next uh, week, we had another $25,000 come in. People were coming by the church and dropping off checks for $10,000, $12,000, It was the wildest thing. So we gave $50,000, and in three weeks, outside of our regular just tithes and offerings, we had an additional $75,000 come in in three weeks. Well, then a year later, and I knew that that $75,000 was not it. You know, we got back the, the principal that we, that we sowed a little bit of interest, but I knew that wasn't it. And, and right at about a year later, we had our very first $100,000 offering in our church. Someone had given a check for almost $98,000. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know whether to cry, scream, run, dance. But it was just amazing. I mean, we gave sacrificial, sacrificially and, uh, and off of that $50,000 you know, seed that we sowed, uh, we had you know, roughly around $180,000 come in off of that. So when you give generously, you will never forget it. You'll never forget that time that you gave, but I guarantee you'll never forget the harvest that comes in off of that. You'll never forget that. See, the wonderful thing about uh, sowing and, and giving that in God's eyes, you know, we may not give the same amount, but we can all give generously. Because, you know, you giving generously may be, you know, $1,000 or $100 or even $10. You know, when somebody else, they're giving generously would be $100,000. Like, because we're all at different levels. We're all at different levels of what we're experiencing and what we're going through, what we have, uh, where our faith is at. And so it's not about the number. Uh, it's about your heart. So we're, it's, everybody's even Stephen. Like we can all give generously. Generosity is the key to increase. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 10, 11 says, Now may God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you're enriched in everything for all liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. So notice this as well. It says that God, he'll supply seed to the sower. Notice God doesn't give seed to the sucker. He doesn't give seed to everybody. He said he gives seed to the sower. And so, you know, I've had people tell me, well, I just don't have anything to give. Well, that's, that's not really true. We all have something that we can give. But you'll find that there's going to be times God will put it on your heart to sow. To sow a, you know, a particular seed into someone. And there may be times that you may not necessarily have it, but I guarantee you, uh, he'll give it to you if you'll just believe him for it. Because this is the scripture. He said he'll give you the seed.
But he's not going to give it to everyone. He gives it to the, the sower, not the sucker. And he said he'll not only give it to you, but he'll supply it, and then he'll multiply that seed uh, that you have sown so you can be enriched. And I like that word enriched because it has that word in the middle, rich. And so you can be enriched in everything for all liberality. So in other words, he wants you to be enriched so you can be rich toward others. I want to tell you this one last story about uh, just being led by the Holy Spirit and giving. You know, because so many times we hear about giving and sowing and so many times toward our church and ministry, but this was toward a friend of mine. You know, I had someone, this was last year, last summer, I had someone that watches our TV program. They they brought a check uh, for me and Lacey and uh, they said it was just, they just wanted to be a blessing to us. And so they gave us this check and it wasn't an even amount. It's kind of a, it was an odd deal. Uh, it wasn't just like, you know, $500 or $200 or $1,000. Every number was different. And uh, so and it was just, just kind of an odd amount on this check. And so when I got it, I, I went and took it to the bank, but I just, I knew for some reason that wasn't ours to keep. And the Lord started dealing with me about buying a gun for, for a pastor friend of mine. I was going to be speaking for him at his church in Oklahoma uh, in just about, I think it was going to be about two months later. And I knew he was a big gun guy, he liked guns, and I just wanted to be a, just a blessing to him. And the Lord told me uh, what gun to get him. So I've got a friend uh, that owns a, uh, a gun store. And so I went to him, I said, hey, I've got this pastor friend of mine. I'm going to be speaking for it. It's going to be his, his birthday, and I want to get him something for his birthday, and this is the kind of gun that I want. And so the, the gun shop owner, he goes to the back and brings back this gun, and he said, hey, uh, he said, here's the gun. I'll tell you what, since this is for a, a pastor friend of yours, you know, I'll, I'll give it to you for what I got in it. And so I said, well, what's that? And he said, well, let me figure it out. And so he starts typing around on the... <laughs> on the calculator and and uh, and so when he gets done and, and so he gives me the number and I about fell out on the floor you know why because the number he gave me was the exact number that was on that check I'm talking about the exact change like the gun that he was gonna sell me I mean with tax everything was the exact number that was on that check and it was just amazing to me that the Lord knew ahead of time you know, I didn't necessarily have the money to go buy that gun, but he sent somebody to be a blessing to me and gave me the exact amount of money to the penny that was going to be needed to go buy that gun. And so then I was able to turn around and give that gun uh, to my friend, just be a blessing to him. And it was a testimony to, to me and just how God is faithful. And I tell you, he'll give seed to the sower. So remember those scriptures, Proverbs 11, 24, 25, Give freely, become more wealthy, be stingy, and lose everything. If you want to increase in your living, you need to increase your giving. Praise God. God, He is faithful, and He is just wonderful. He wants us to increase and prosper. And I tell you, if we want to go further in the ministry, if we want to go further in reaching people, we've got to have not just knowledge of the Word and knowledge of, of the gifts of the Spirit and healing, we also have to have some revelation in the area of finances. Uh, he wants us to not only be operating in the supernatural in the area of healing, he also wants us to be operating in the supernatural in the area of finances. 
They're going to go hand in hand in these last days. We need both. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, hey, why don't you just say this with me? Let's make a confession, good confession right here. Say this with me. Say, when I give, I increase. Because God wants me to be enriched. He wants me to be rich. So that in every situation, I can be rich toward others. And that's going to cause thanksgiving unto God. Praise God. Well, friend, hey, make sure to subscribe to the podcast there. Share it with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. Let's continue to get the word out there. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us. And hey, uh, next month, we're going to start having our video podcast. I'm so excited about it. It's taking a little bit uh, longer than we expected, but hey, it's coming, and we're just super pumped about it. So hey, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month.